Dun, 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 dun. I have published a new book. It's called The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude. If you like morning motivation, you're going to love this book. You can find it on Kindle and in paperback form on Amazon, and the audiobook is coming soon. So check out The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude on Amazon now. Good morning, my friends. I have failed at almost everything I have tried to do in my life. It is one way that I could look at my story and my history, and it is a way that I was actually looking at it at one point in the past, a few years ago. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about how we frame our story. Before I get to that, a reminder that the Networking Ninja Dojo, the free workshop, is this Thursday, September 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Go to guywhonknowsaguy.com slash ninja. It's going to be an incredible, incredible uh, workshop, and the program coming after it is going to be absolutely life-changing, uh, potentially, for the right for the right people that it's for. We're going to be teaching you how to grow your network by 10 to 20 or even more people every single week, and, and how to use technology to build and nurture the relationships with that growing network. Uh, I just want to share with you a quick quick story uh, before I get to the main story uh, about what I'll be teaching you. So as you may know, I'm transitioning from Kartra to InfluencerSoft, which manages my emails, among other things. Um, and there is a technical glitch in moving over my email lists that everyone I move over ha- will be sent one email and they have to click on the link in that one email. If they don't click on it, then they're, they haven't opted in and they won't get any emails from me. So basically... That transition process is going to have massive, massive attrition. I'm going to lose, I don't know, 80% of the people that I attempt to invite over. That's why I'm actively trying to get people to act to uh, directly sign up. Uh, so if you want to keep getting the updates on this podcast, go to morningmotivation.fun. Even if you signed up before, sign up again. Um, and and uh, you know make sure you're signed up for the new list so you'll get it, so you're actually opted in. Um, but the, the reason that, that I bring that up is that I have over a thousand people on my email list right now. And when all is said and done, I'm, I'm probably going to lose 80% of them coming over. Even people who still want to get it, they just don't get that one email. It ends up in the promotions folder. They don't see it. They don't click on it. And poof, they're gone. Gone forever. Now, I could look at that and say, oh, man, that's a year of work building up this list. And now it's gone. Gone. Gone forever. But meanwhile, as I'm building list on the InfluencerSoft platform. I haven't moved over the the Kartra leads yet. I've been working on this for three weeks, and I've got a bit over 90 people on the list. Well, do the math on that. That's about 30 a week. Now, 30 a week means over the course of a year, it's about 1,500. And, thought of another way, I only started my list on Kartra last fall. I've got 1,000. Now, some of that some of that list is, is older and comes from my previous um, Southeast Connecticut networking list and some other folks. But basically, most of a 1,000 came in last year. So I can build a new one. Now, you may be thinking, a 1,000? Holy moly. Now, you may be thinking, a 1,000? Yeah, that's what I signed up last week. Okay, well, good for you. Uh, but, it, but for most folks, a 1,000 is a lot. A lot of people to have signed up for your email list. And I'm gaining about 30 a week of people who want to hear from me, of people who want to get updates. So I'm not really worried. If if I can't bring all those Kartra folks over, 
or all, all those folks over from my old list, I'm not worried because I can just build a new one because I know how to make more connections and bring them in uh, and, you know, bring them into my community, into my tribe. Because an email list is not simply a marketing tool to sell my stuff. It is a way I communicate. It's, it's social media. It's my own private social media. It is a way that I can make a post and you will see it and you can engage with me. Instead of commenting, you reply. And a lot of people do. Uh, and But it's, it's a similar kind of thing, but it's a private social media platform that I am comfortable knowing I can grow if it shrinks. So if you want to learn about how to do that, I encourage you to join me on Thursday, September 9th at, uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and whatever other times that imputes to around the world. All are welcome. Uh, it will be in English. So if you don't speak English, you're probably not listening to this podcast. If you do speak English and have access to the internet, I would love to see you. Uh, com slash ninja. So earlier this week on a morning motivation, I talked about the idea that many people look over their shoulder at the the good times. You know, uh, the the stereotype of this is is the guy who was the football hero in high school and has never reached that level of success since, and is 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, always looking back. You know, they still got their jersey hanging on the wall. They rewatched the game film because that was the pinnacle of their success. Their greatest moment was when they were seventeen. And they never reach that peak again. That's depressing. For me, it was that way. It wasn't high school. It was my 20s for the longest time. For those of you who don't know my story, when I graduated college, being impatient and impetuous and thinking I knew everything, I decided to start a business. And that business was a game store called Phoenix Games in Sunderland, Massachusetts. And the business had two missions. One mission was, of course, to make money, and the other mission was to build community. Because I had seen through high school and through college the power of gaming and sci-fi and geekdom to bring people together. I had grown up in the science fiction fandom world, going to conventions is where a lot of my friends were. It was my culture. I don't have an ethnic culture, really. I mean, I have an ancestry, but I don't have any traditions from that culture. My traditions, the things I was raised with, were fandom, were Star Wars, were analysis of scientific concepts and history. And that was the culture I was raised in. I said, this is an amazing thing. We should have more of it. I'm going to make some. Unfortunately, I was too focused on the culture, the community building, and not focused enough on the money because I was young and stupid and didn't know any better. So we built an amazing community. Unfortunately, those things run on money. You have to pay the rent. You have to pay the electric bill. You have to pay your own bills. And if you're broke, people aren't so impressed by you, especially when you're trying to be a know-it-all punk kid telling them what to do when you can't pay your own rent. So, over time, it fell apart. But for one brief shining moment, from about 2003 to 2006, I was on top of a tiny little world. I was the, the boss of bosses. I ran the store. I was a director of a Rocky Horror Picture Show cast. I um, founded and was the original chair of a convention, sci-fi convention. All the things that seemed to go into the, the sci-fi, the geekdom apparatus, I was running one. 
top of the world. By 2008, I had my own personal crash. The economy crash did not affect me at all because I wasn't in that economy. But around that time, separately from the economy crash, I had my own crash. My business, uh, it, it didn't fail, but it was no longer able to run in the form it was in, and it closed, and a nonprofit volunteer-run collective opened in its place. It had kind of a different energy. Uh, while I was the leader, sort of, uh, I, I was the founder, but I was no longer quite in the position of authority I'd been before. Uh, I was out of leadership of the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show cast. I was out of leadership of the, the convention, actually off the staff. I was out of the cast. And I drove myself out of both those things that when I left leadership because I was so bitter about not being the guy that I couldn't take my place on the team. I did not understand humility yet at that time. Um, so the loss was far more profound because I not only saw it as as stepping down and letting others take the lead, I saw it as a personal defeat. You know, these people, I thought they, I could trust them, and I thought they liked me, and then why don't they want me to be their leader, and, and why do they turn on me? They didn't, they didn't turn on me. I let them down, but I didn't know it at the time. But so during that time, I could look back to, like, that was the life I wanted to have. And after that, I sort of meandered through a bunch of unsatisfying jobs, I ended up leaving the Worlds Apart. Worlds Apart was the store that came after Phoenix Games. I left that community because I moved down to Connecticut because I was just kind of bumping from one thing to the next. I was dating someone who I happened to be with, wasn't super happy with, but seemed like a good fit, I guess. I was working for this life insurance company that was making a decent amount of money, but not enough, and working way, way, way too many hours. And I felt like, oh, if I move down to Connecticut near the home office, I'll be doing better. I wasn't. I didn't end up doing better. Um, and every step I took took me further away from the life that I saw as the pinnacle of my success. You know, taking this job, moving to Connecticut, and then all these other steps. And even when I got together with my now wife, it felt like each step was taking me further and further away. I was about to move back to Massachusetts to get back into that community and kind of reconnect. And then I met Amy and moved to the shoreline further from Massachusetts. And then I moved to Groton even further away. And for years, I would look back and say, I have failed at everything. I failed at running a store. I failed at running a convention. I failed at running a cast because the end of those things had ended in a ignominious way. I did not voluntarily leave leadership of any of them. I mean, the, the, the game store, I, I made the choice to shut it down, but that wasn't really a voluntary choice. We'd run out of money. It was no longer tenable. And something had to be done. Uh, the other two weren't even, were one I was pushed out and one was a forced choice. So I looked at that and, and said, I failed at that. And then I tried to sell insurance and I couldn't make a, couldn't make a good living. That failure. And I sold cars for a while, which I made a decent amount of money, but was fired. Failure. And I tried, I was hired by another game store, and I was general manager there for a few weeks, and they fired me. Failure, 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 failure. And I said to my wife once, that I have failed at everything I have ever tried to do. Who am I to think that I can succeed now? 
at that point I was probably 37, 38, 39, something like that. I think I was publishing the magazine at that point. And I said, my life has been an unbroken string of failures. That's a pretty crummy way to go through life. Looking back and saying, for a brief moment, I was kind of successful almost, and then that fell apart, and everything's been failures ever since. Wow! Surprisingly, I did not achieve great success during this time. <laughs> I know, I know. It's surprising that on, on with that mindset, that I wasn't able to, to find a way to win. So I continued with uh, working, you know, publishing the magazine, kind of with that mindset. And I, I started, you know, the, the writing was on the wall. The things were getting better. I was following someone else's system, and I was sticking with it. And slowly but surely, it was improving. Uh, and in fact, if I had been able to make two sales a month for the year of 2020, which I was on track to, January, two sales, February, two sales, March, two sales, April, one sale, and then one sale a quarter. Uh, if I'd continued two sales a month, I would have made it into into making six figures and would have been financially successful, publishing magazines in leadership. Good things would have happened. But the pandemic intervened, and my course was changed to where it is now. And over the course of that, many things happened. I've talked about a few of them, but part of what happened was I ran Conference 21, and in the course of doing that, I met a tremendous number of amazing people, a lot of coaches, mindset coaches, uh, successful people, and many of them, they liked the Conference 21 idea, so they talked to me. They said, hey, let's get out a call, and coaches can't help but coach, so they would coach, and they would help me with my mindset, help me with thinking about things, and I would interview them and learn their stories, and it changed the way I looked at everything, and it changed the way I looked at my own past. So I stopped looking backwards and started looking forward. But before that, I reconceptualized what my narrative was. I came out of college as a dumb kid who knew, knew nothing, including not knowing what I couldn't do. I launched a game store with money my family gave me. So that was certainly a privilege and a leg up. But I was able to convince them, hey, I'm doing this cool thing. Who wants to invest? And they invested, and we launched it, and we created an incredible, incredible community. And yes, in my dumb, young naivete, I kind of messed it up. But it outlived me by years. Not outlived me, I didn't die, obviously. But I left in 2011, and the successor organization continued running till 2018, seven years later. Pretty impressive for something that we didn't really build a strong infrastructure around. Uh, PyCon, the convention I ran, continued for many years afterwards. And I believe the Come Again players are still in operation. Uh, not at the same level they were in, in our heyday, but I believe that they are still a, a functioning organization. I built those things and they lasted. They lasted because of me and in spite of me. I built them. I created something people cared about. My incompetence almost destroyed them, but the strength of the great people I had attracted to it kept it going, and they were smart enough to get me out of the way. But they did succeed. I then succeeded in gaining a tremendous amount of knowledge and building a network and making connections and laying the foundation for a building I did not realize I was going to build. And when I reached 2020 and the pandemic hit, and I had that foundation to stand on, I was able to build into what I have now. 
as the guy who knows a guy and building into some of the exciting things that are coming I can't even talk about yet and the Networking Ninja Dojo, which may be something, maybe not. And this podcast is getting over 200 downloads a day and the connections I'm making and the people I'm helping and, and all I'm learning and everything came from what I was doing during those years when I thought I was failing. I wasn't failing I was learning. I wasn't failing. I was laying foundation for the success I would have. And now, now I can see it. I'm not there yet. I wouldn't call myself fully successful or accomplished yet. I'm still certainly in the building phase. But I have succeeded in many things, and I can now see where I'm going. Not the exact path, but I can at least see the hill on the horizon that I'm going to be standing on. I can see that I'm going to build a community of people I'm going to help. I am going to change lives. I am going to teach people how to live their best lives and seize their economic opportunities and grow their networks and make connections, and learn from people who want to teach them, and make their lives better, finding opportunity, living the American dream, and making America and the world a better place. All because of the things I did when I thought I was failing. And the most important thing that happened was my eyes moved from looking back to looking forward. I no longer look back at 2004, 5, 6 as the pinnacle, as the apogee of my life. I look back on that as a previous peak and a time that I can learn much from. And it is still a painful time. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it in detail. But sometimes I go back there and I pull something from that. Uh, I mentioned, I, I talked a while ago about the exercise where you go back to a time when you had what you wanted, whether it's confidence or, or strength or energy or whatever. You go back to a time when you had that thing, you picture it, you inhabit it, you see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, and you find a gesture, a gesture that can promote, that can provoke that in your mind. It can bring you back to the energy you carried when you're in that place. And the place I went back to when I did that exercise was in the, the boom times of Phoenix Games. We would buy out a local movie theater, 286 tickets for opening nights of movies like Lord of the Rings and Matrix and a few others. Uh, and we would sell out the theater. And I would be standing in front of a room of 286 people that were there because I had assembled them. And I would welcome them. And I would tell them about the other exciting things going on in the community and invite them to become a part of it. I was the man. I was confident. I was fearless. I wasn't afraid of speaking to this audience. They were my audience. I'd brought them together. And that was the moment I chose to go back to. And I said, I am still that person. I am that person plus knowledge, plus self-awareness, plus skills, plus a network. But I'm still that person. And back then, without everything I built over the last 10 years, I was able to do that. So what can I do now if I can take that energy into the present? And I chose a particular gesture that will remind me when I need that to be that guy, to be the guy who stood in front of the audience and, and presented that energy and that confidence that could bring all of them together to be that guy today. So I encourage you, if you are looking backwards at a time in your past that was your great moment, whether it's high school or college 
or your 20s or, or whenever that time was that you have crashed down from, look back, take the best of it, and then leave it behind. Turn your eyes forward because that great moment, that pinnacle, that apogee will simply be a footnote in your backstory. One day in the future, you will be on top of a much higher mountain looking back and saying, huh, I thought that was a high mountain. Nah, that was just getting ready. This is the high mountain. Look forward. I asked earlier this week, what would you do if money were no object? What would your perfect life be? And then figure out the steps are to get there. And I suspect you will discover that none of those steps are actually impossible once you start taking those steps. Once you decide that that achievement is going to happen. And stop looking backwards and start looking forwards to your next greatness, which will be an order of magnitude higher than your last one. So I hope you have found the story inspiring. It's always interesting for me to to plumb the depths of my past, and it's interesting for me to realize that my own mindset has shifted so much in just a few years from seeing myself as having an unbroken record of failure to simply being between championships, preparing for the next big event. And now, as I head towards the big event, uh, it it is a powerful, powerful feeling, and I hope that you will join me, not in mine, but in yours. And reach out to me, michael at guyonosaguy.com. I'd love to hear what, what are you heading towards? What do you think is impossible, but in the back of your mind you know is what you're meant for? Let's talk about that. Let's get on a call. Let's do that. And also, I encourage you to join us for the Networking Ninja Dojo. Whether you are in business, or you have a job, or you're thinking about business, or you're succeeding, or you're trying, or you're just playing around, check it out. I think you're going to learn some valuable things. It is this Thursday, September 9th at 2 p.m. GuyWhoKnowsAGuy.com slash ninja. I look forward to seeing you then. And until then, keep looking forward. Your greatness is in front of you. I have published a new book called The View from the Deck. Thoughts on values, vision, and gratitude. If you like morning motivation, you're going to love this book. It's a lot of the same concepts. The basic principle of the book is that I was coaching clients, and they were telling me about their dream life, and I was recognizing elements of their dream life in my everyday life. And it made me realize there's things in my life that people are dreaming of, and there's things in my life that the me of a few years ago would absolutely have given his right arm for, and chances are you've got the same. So I took these concepts about values and what makes us do what we do, vision, where we want to be, and gratitude, appreciating the awesome things we have, and put them together into one awesome book called The View from the Deck, Values, Vision, and Gratitude. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just search for Michael Whitehouse, The View from the Deck, and get your copy today.